The Walking Dead, World Beyond, and Fear the Walking Dead are both over for the week. But we are just getting started. It is Fear the Walking Dead, World Beyond, here on Post Show Recaps, and it's me, Jessica Lease. And this week we're going to be covering Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 2, Six Hours, which really, that's about how long it felt. And The Walking Dead, World Beyond, Season 2, Episode 4, Family is a four-letter word, which I want to know who wrote that title because I, I I have some issues with their continued employment, I guess. Um, but we have so much to unpack here as we talk about we talk about people with their noses falling off, and we talk about medical secrets. Apart from that, we have a we have a lot going on this week, and it's. You know, two whole episodes of content, and we're going to compress it into one whole episode of podcast. And with me, of course, are two amazing Walking Dead pundits. Uh, first off, Chappelle has on his little Chiron under his under his face. It says Lil Mo, and I love it. <laughs> uh, this is not this is not Chappelle. This is Chappelle's twin. Mm. Um, you might have forgotten Chappelle. He was in the last season, but this is the twin. You thought you had me, but you don't have me. I am Chappelle's stand-in. I once oh. was lost, but now I'm here. Thank is that you. why? Is that why you have Chappelle's head in a box? Yeah, basically. Yeah, what's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, it's, it's me. It's Chappelle. Yeah, so right. thank you for having me. All right, and apparently we also have um, AJ Mass's evil twin, uh, DJ Mass. DJ, how you doing? <laughs> I'm a little perturbed. I mean, you you put me in this room and uh, made me play with this pinata uh, parade and uh, th- I was in no danger the entire time. I mean, what gives guys? This was not fun. This was not a fun prank. <laughs> the training exercise, you know? Yeah, it, it's true. The best pranks are the ones where the person the, pl- the prank is pulled on is laughing harder than anyone else. That's what I tell my <laughs> child. Well, I'm crying. <laughs> mm, well, hey, if this prank was a fail then. <laughs> it- question did, did y'all like these episodes like what are, come on <laughs> let's just, let's <laughs> let's just, just jump, jump in, in. Um, i got some complaining to do <laughs> i i have a few notes um mm-hmm. i will be honest uh but yeah i mean it's not the worst episodes of walking dead i've ever watched in my life but i'm not gonna not gonna put it in the pantheon for sure aj what's your take i i, I didn't hate the world beyond Mm. I despise (laughs) (laughs) the best of times. It is the best of times. I mean, okay, let's have an entire episode based on the premise that we are going to go out away from the submarine, even though Grace wants to die and doesn't want to live, and Morgan wants to live, and but then he's willing to sacrifice himself, but she wants to live at the end for the baby and changes her mind and all the food was under their feet the whole time. <sighs> the real the real food was the food we met along the way. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, yeah, this was exhausting. This is, <laughs> this is wild. This this is a mess. I was just like, what is happening? The only thing these two people could agree on is that they didn't want to be parents. Like that's it. They were willing to sacrifice this baby. I mean, anybody could take the baby as long as it's not us together. Like we will not raise this child, but just the back and forth, the traveling, the go back to the subway. You could have just stayed at the subway. And this episode, yes, ladies and gentlemen, could have been an email. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, baby Mo is like, I was thrilled to have the road trip, guys, but 
Why'd you have to take me out? This seemed unnecessary. The, the people that they encounter, these these fake parents, I mean, two seconds into the conversation, like, lady, this ain't your kid. <laughs> but they let the delusion go on, and there's no reason for them to keep this delusion. It's not like, you know, they, they had something they needed. Was like, lady, this ain't your kid. It's my kid. Look at this baby. It ain't your baby. <laughs> yeah, look at that we baby. Know where That's baby your baby. <laughs> it's not yours. Okay. Bang! Shoot! Dead! Goodbye! Leave yeah, the baby alone! They're all gonna die anyway, right? Ah, oh, made no freaking sense. Mm-hmm. We we need the mask. We don't need the mask. We might need the mask. We can use the mask for a little while. We don't have to have the mask the whole time. <laughs> Nothing made sense! Oh, and, and, and Grace's stealth in the supermarket of kind of hide sort of behind a dangling shelf? Really? That worked? Ugh. That... That was the high point of the episode for me. And that was the first seven minutes. I think that's before the credits. So you can imagine how I felt the entire rest of the episode. Um, yeah, this was a mess. It was, oh, there's too much radiation to do this, but there's enough radiation for you to do this. You can't take the mask off, but you need to take the mask off, but you shouldn't have taken the mask off, but okay, it's okay, because as long as we're done in six hours, it's fine. Morgan can go get a car and make sure that it's safe for travel in six hours. So, I mean, I guess sky's the limit when it comes to the post-nuclear war zombie apocalypse and I guess we had to sit through this for nothing I don't know we got to we got to also have some visitors like they all get (laughs) back to home base and it's like ding dong who's calling oh it's um it's you know Victor Strand and the boys yeah yeah, Victor (laughs) Strand's buddy Howard and he's coming in to say we have a we have a cool new place where we're living and we're not radioactive and you can't come neener neener Oh, no, no, no. Grace can come. Morgan, you can't come. Like, you specifically cannot come. We came here just to, like, scout, but now that you're here, let me just tell you. Strand's got a good thing going on, and you're not invited. Come on, Grace. Come to the dark side. And Morgan's like, no, Grace, you stay here. Take the baby. (laughs) I was like, dang. They're like, we can live in a submarine forever. Just take this child, please. Yeah. Which seemed a little bit, a little bit off. Like, oh, Victor Strand, the person you hate the most in the world, I'm going to give him a baby. Mm-hmm. Granted, he's not going to like that. Yeah, but the world's fussiest baby. So yeah. you're about to give Victor Strand like basically just a baby bomb, and mm-hmm. Strand is probably going to grab that child and walk right up to the top Wait. of the tower and then toss it off. Wait, is that why they wanted to give him the baby because the baby wouldn't stop crying? Man, <laughs> these, these kids in the zombie apocalypse are, di- are dropping like flies. I mean, we found out this fake couple; they did the same thing. They're like, this kid will not stop crying, so they they offed it. And so Morgan's like, you know. We won't kill Lil' Mo, but maybe Strand will find some use for this baby. I, I think that was the, the 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 long game at the at the very last second. Morgan's like a Hail Mary, just take the child, and then me and Grace can live happily ever after. I mean, Grace doesn't want to be a mother. No, she wants to die. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Well, she wants to be a mother, but only if she can have her ghost child. Yeah. Yeah. And and she refuses to parent. She refuses to sing. I was like, what is happening? The baby is screaming. Morgan says, sing. I'm not going to sing. Well, why? Why do you want to hear this child yelling? <laughs> because I only know one song. Right. Sing something that's knows, not traumatic. <laughs> she knows like 10 songs. So she made a whole mixtape for Ghost Baby. <laughs> and then it's like, I think this is the biggest. This is the biggest example I can think of. Like the most compelling evidence for driver picks the music. Yeah, for fair, sure. Fair. Yeah. But like. 
Why do you give him the mixtape knowing that your trauma, like your song is, well, I guess Morgan picked the mixtape, right? So like, he's like, oh, play this. They're driving. Everything's fine. And then this horrible song comes on. And the voice well, Gangnam style. Hope. Yeah, exactly. Hope. Hope. Rebecca style. Black Friday starts playing and everybody just like freaks out. I was <laughs> like, well, you're really going to kill us because you don't like this song? Jeez, this is a lot. It was, every, this was a mess. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't love it though. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of what we really hate about The Walking Dead at large, which is the constant, like, we don't really know what these characters are going to do next or where they're going to evolve or what their end game is. So we're just going to let them drive around in circles and change their mind about stuff a few times and call that character development. And the worst victim of all of this has always been Morgan because the writers never know what to do with Morgan. So they just say on any given day, Morgan wants to kill everybody or he wants to not kill everybody or he won't kill anybody or he wants to go out and build a better life or he wants to stay and be a family man. And they never like, they've never known what to do with him. They've never known what his ultimate goal is. And so here it's like, I guess he just wants to take a road trip. He wants to take a road trip, but he's his road trip partner and him are playing a game of who can sacrifice themselves first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you want do you want to build a better world, Morgan? Or do you want to die? Because it feels like we spent a whole lot of the last couple of seasons with Morgan being like, I can't sacrifice myself because there's a bigger world out there and I'm gonna build my I'm gonna build my new community. And now he's very quick to say like he did it in the season finale last season and he's doing it now. Like he's very quick to say, I'm just going to give it all up and I'm going to pretend it's like a noble sacrifice, but really I just like throwing myself off the bridge. Yeah. And grace is just as bad. They're made for each other. Really? Yeah. Grace. How, grace, she grace hide, yeah. She's sitting yeah, there in the car and she's calling, she, she calls shotgun. And she's like, no, no, no. Give me the shotgun. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Like kill us all. But you know, it's like even when she's hiding the part AJ talked about earlier, she's hiding in the grocery store. Oh, she's so close to getting caught and they, you know, she somehow, you know, evades this. And then when she realized there's not really any baby food and she has to go back to the crying baby, she just runs out into the abyss is like, kill me now! Like, hell! What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Like, girl, get a grip! What are you doing? Oh, it's too much. Like, geez, the baby's crying, but you'll, you will live if you want to. If you want to. If you want to. Uh, yeah. And that's that's never clear either. It, it went from, I want to kill everybody, I can't kill anybody, and the new dichotomy is, I want to live, I want to die. <laughs> and we don't know which it is. Because I want, because I have a dream, but my dream can't come true, so I can't settle for something that's close to my dream until you tell me I can't do my dream, in which case then I'm going to prove to you that I can do something close to my dream, which is not my dream, so therefore I'm not gonna move anywhere no half measures right Ugh. yeah could i have 75 percent of my dream how about, how yeah. about 65 percent? like could we like put some stuff on the table i can take a few things off the table like running water i can take that off the table as long as i get to keep like school Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm, so, I'm really surprised at the end when 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 Howard shows up and is like, "Oh, you're, you're Morgan Jones." Oh, well, then you can't call me. He said Morgan Jones. No, I said Jorgen Moons. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not the one with the evil twin. <laughs> well, oh gosh. we'll get there. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am. I am. I will say, 
we discussed last week and Jess, you were not here. One of the things I was concerned about and Chappelle and Josh and I were like, how long did it take Victor to build up his entire empire? And we're really not sure on that. And I'm not sure we answered that question because I said that, you know, when we see how old the baby is, that'll give us an idea on how long it's been. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me when Howard came there, they, they were still in kind of like the exploratory building the, the tower phase. So we could still be two years out from where episode one took place. Well, I, I think I can I can clear some of this time up here because Victor didn't build the tower single handedly. He rocked up to Howard, who had a good thing going, and he took it over and pretended he built it. Because, you know, Howard was all the people that he had to collect. And we knew that at least some time had passed before uh, Alicia's community collapsed. So it's just a question of where are we in the timeline here? Because that baby looks just the same as as (laughs) at the explosion time. And we know some time had to have passed. Yeah, I mean, it could be a month. I mean, I I could see Strand going out and like collecting people over a month. I mean, did did Howard already have like solar energy and all this other stuff? Just like in oh, more in does uh Strand just like tripped up on something amazing? Because we didn't have any indication of that at first. It just seemed like Howard just happened to be in the building hiding or just hanging out, uh, or maybe even just living there. But I mean, the community that Strand has—if he managed to pull that all together in a month—he's he's amazing. Um. And, and honestly, I, wouldn't you think Howard would be too high up on the like hierarchy to be doing the scouting for Strand? Like, why does he let Strand take over? And now he has to go brave the wilderness and the zombies and the and the um, nuclear, you know, air and all this other stuff. And Strand just gets to hang out in the mansion that Howard built. You know, that's an interesting that's an interesting thought, because I feel like Howard's really getting a raw deal here. Like, what is. <laughs> What is in it for Howard? Like, okay, I let this dude come and live in my awesome art gallery that I've been building. And, you know, I've got the tomatoes on the roof garden because you know that Strand didn't have the patience to grow tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I have the yoga room. I have all this stuff. (laughs) Strand just rolled up here and thinks he invented it. How come I'm the one that has to go out scouting and, like, visit submarine? It doesn't make a lot of sense, and I'm not sure... Why he's such a a yes man <laughs> so no, he's quickly? A, he's a henchman. He got hinched. Yeah. He yeah. let this man come in his house and hench him. I'd be damned. I mean, maybe he's just spent the entire post apocalypse waiting for a good henching. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just what he likes. That's what he's into, and we can't, we can't hench shame. Yeah. Oh no, no let's I not mean, hench shame. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he. If that's what he's into. More power to him. But me, I can't relate. Sorry. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I don't I, I don't want to spend a lot of I don't want to spend a lot of energy building up my post-apocalyptic society just for Victor Strand to walk in and hench me. That's not happening. <laughs> Dude, it's so gross. I just just like how do you end up back out in the wilderness and you had the place? Like it was your domain, as far as we can tell. So like something had to happen that gave Strand the reins, or was this guy just like naturally a sidekick? You know, he's like, Oh thank God, I don't want to take the pressure off of me. And he's like, I'll do whatever. I just don't want to do the administrative work. I mean, unless it's just like, you know, he just recognizes just how absolutely off the rails insane Victor Strand is. He's just like, look, the the longer I am not in the tower, the safer I am. <laughs> Strand's lost it. Yeah. He's like, let me just take a break. I just need to get away from my wife real quick. You know, like <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like, wow, this guy is a special kind of crazy, and I just want to see where this goes. So mm-hmm. yeah, up on the roof he's growing popcorn. 
<laughs> Indeed. Yeah, like none I, of none of the tower makes sense. I, f- I feel like this episode went in a full circle, and I don't know what we were supposed to take from it. I mean, the, the only a few things actually changed throughout the episode. Like we know that there's another group of people, someone with a car with bright lights, right? Because mm-hmm. that's not Howard. Then we know Howard now knows where Morgan Jones is, which of course, when Howard leaves, we have to assume he's going to go back and tell Victor Strand that his nemesis is in the submarine. So that can't be great. But what else? They got enough food to hang out in there for until Strand shows up. Like, what else are we supposed to take from this episode? I mean, there are some bigger... I, I think we're supposed to take from it there's some bad guys that are not Strand's bad guys. That's the one thing we're supposed to take from We're all supposed to take from it that there were a lot of functioning societies and the bomb kind of laid waste to all of them and made it more bleak than it than it actually was before, which was already pretty bleak. It's like we're doubling down on the bleak and you need to see how bleak it is. And we're in we're now in territory so bleak that your nose will fall off your face and then your husband will smother your child because it's in so much pain. And then you will walk around with your child in a suitcase, which, by (laughs) the way, that is the line over which. Walking Dead steps across that line. I'm out on the Walking Dead. If I ever see a baby walker, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> if you ever see one climb out of a suitcase, like yeah, a carny. <laughs> it was bad enough that you hear it like eh, eh, inside the suitcase. I mean, you know, I mean, unless, yeah, unless you're going to steer into it like from the get go, because Z Nation's first first episode had a baby zombie. But I mean, it was so cartoonish and they, you know, they basically from the mm-hmm. beginning, like you didn't, you didn't see a turn or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And this baby had like, you know, super flying bitey skills. So it was yeah, like he could have been born that way. We don't know. Yeah, it was it was a badass. So you know, you get you get that from the beginning. Like, oh, okay, I know the type of show I'm watching. But this this show has always grounded itself in as much realism as you can have with the zombie stuff thrown on top of it. You know that they don't have vampires and werewolves as well. It's just it's just yeah. the zombies. So yeah, I I think. There is a line that is too far, and had anything happened to, to little Mo over the course of this episode, that would have also been too far. You know, you, you could do the something off screen with it, and just you know, not yeah. have Mo come back next week. That that we can at least accept. Yeah. Oh, Don't show oh, me Mo. anything. We sent her to the tower. She's fine. She's fine. yeah. Exactly. They Lots tried of other babies that. there. Yeah, they, they tried that literally tried to just hand the baby off to strangers. Morgan has been risking his life for this child and this woman for two, three seasons at this point. And you mean to tell me they just hate? Oh, you know, Victor Strand? Cool. Take my baby. Morgan, <laughs> what? I, I like that. I like Mo for the baby. That's a, yeah. a great name. Um, Lil Mo. You know, it's not Big Mo. It's Lil Mo. Well, yeah. don't grow into Big Mo. Hopefully. Does, one does day. this mean that Sarah's going to stop calling him Momo? Because I hope that goes on forever. <laughs> it's Mo and Momo. It's Momo and Momo Jr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I if we ever I, see her again. <laughs> yeah, if we ever see her again, but I, I I'm sure. Well, now she's like she's the most useful one in the submarine because she's the one that found the food. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been crawling for two minutes and I found this food. Y'all been in here for a whole damn month with all your limbs functioning. Y'all couldn't find the food. Like, yeah. <laughs> what What team- is the fascination with the Walking Dead universe with hiding things under rugs? It's that has been a thing, thing this season. Mm-hmm. On- it's every show. <laughs> yeah. I would say thing. I would say on my list of motifs that keep coming back in The Walking Dead, this is not 
this is not on high. This is not my least favorite mm-hmm. because we're going to get to my least favorite. But oh, <laughs> you mean yeah. your, your 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 most least favorite might be you know surprise twin twist. Surprise twin twist. You can do it once. You can get away with it once if you have Robert Patrick. But why do we even care about this dude anymore? We saw him for one episode and Morgan killed him and now he's oh he's back and it's his twin brother. Yes. Which of course is apparent to everybody. I mean, you know, is the show takes so long between seasons and and nothing happens, but so much happens and they skip over so much stuff. It's like, wait, whose head in the, is in the box? It took me a second. I got there, but it took me a second. Oh, it took me a lot of seconds. Like I had to walk away from it and then I thought about it and then I Googled it. And then I was like, oh, that's the cool guy from the last season at the very beginning from that one episode when I said, hey, why do we have to kill off the cool guy? Well, I guess the producers and the, the writers are still listening to our podcast because they brought him back. It's the fan service we've all been asking for. Yeah, this guy, well, the guy that was so cool that we didn't even know his name for the entire time he was on screen. And then a week later, we're like, oh, his name was Emil and we were calling him something totally different. Okay. Cool axe murderer guy or bounty hunter guy. I think we we had a cool name for him. I think we got to bring it back. I'll have to go listen to the old episodes of the podcast. Yeah, I got to remember (laughs) what called him, but it was was something that was not, had no relation to what his name actually was. That's how important he was to the storyline. I mean, I'll at least give them the seven shout out that he, you know, he has a head in the box and he becomes wrath. So, I mean, I'm cool with that. I mean, mm, sure. <laughs> oh, no. His sin is definitely envy. You've seen the movie. <laughs> are, are we getting seven of these guys now? Like, uh, did, okay, no. no. Did Robert Patrick represent envy because he envied, no. his, he envied his twin brother and locked him up? Ooh, and ooh, there's there's going to be a second baby that's going to show up and eat all the all the formula they just found. So that that's one's going to be gluttony. Gluttony, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This no, we can't do any more twins. You're right. This is it. This is over. Victor Strand's twin brother again. shows up, and he he wants the tower for himself, and he's greed. <sighs> I can't. This could work. This could work. This could not work. This could, will not work. It's, it's a life motif in the work. We're it, it, we're not producers. Cover your ears. I know y'all listening. <laughs> like our FBI agent has been like feeding them all of our uh, wild theories, and they just been putting them in the worst spots ever in this show. I don't want another twin twist. I'm sorry. Maybe everybody has a secret twin, and that's like... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, the zombie virus either turned you into a zombie or made you have a twin. Or both. Or both. Like, yeah. There's, like, a, a whole alternate reality where all the people who were affected by the zombie apocalypse just, like, every time one dies, like, their twin just, like, is spawned in some <laughs> type of machine. <laughs> this sounds like a great episode for Tales from The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> the Walking Dead Diaries, isn't that a, a thing? A new now? anthology <laughs> series coming to AMC. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are they going to revive the Crypt Keeper puppet? Because if if they do, I'm totally here for this. And I'm out. He would not be out Uh, of place. And I would be. I'm not coming here. (laughs) I can't watch the Crypt Keeper. That that is, you didn't hit too close to to home for the (laughs) Chappelle's power. We don't play those games here. We do not play those games here. I was a wee lad and we were not having it. You know, people said they were scared of like, they're scared of Michael Myers and Chucky and all this other stuff. No, no, no. The Crypt Keeper with that, with that thin hair? Oh, God. No, no. That was the one. Kept me <laughs> and, up at night. Mm-mm. And yet you can watch a zombie with another zombie like coming out of its chest, as happened on Walking Dead World Beyond this week, and it doesn't bother you. You can watch like a billion zombies get hit by a car and explode all over the side of a garage, and that doesn't bother you, but the I, Crypt look, Keeper I'm a bothers you. 
I'm a grown ass man now, but the Crypt Cupid had me in a blender since I was like four years old. <laughs> this is, we're just not doing this. It's just not happening. Can't do it. Sorry, I'm out. I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you, Chappelle. I mean, the snug- you. snuggle the bear like really scared the ah. Jesus out of me. So you know, <laughs> I'm snuggle run. Snuggle uh, <laughs> could never. <laughs> I was afraid of ET. So okay, like, yeah. It, I see the part where ET so. gets the sickness and he turns white and he like opens his eyes sickness, inside yeah. the body bag. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I, I cannot, I cannot cast aspersions on people's irrational childhood fears. Irrational? It was a scary show. I'm not going to okay, stand it. It was scary. Okay. Guys, we, we can't, we can't go too much longer on this tangent. The time is running out on the timer. Oh, we got oh, yeah, to turn timer. around now and go back, or we'll run out of gas. Yeah, the timer, which like clicked down, like you'd see, it, you'd cut away from it. They'd have a conversation. It would say like three hours, and then you'd cut back, and it'd say twenty minutes. <laughs> Where did all that time go? Like the time, the time is a flat circle mm-hmm. out here. Clearly, it's, it's something. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice though is that they did show a map of kind of mm-hmm. the area that they were in, and I saw Quero, Texas, and that's like south. That's like near San Antonio. So you're going south, and I was talking about a couple weeks ago. Well, I guess last week when we saw the word Padre pop up, I was like, you know, there's a place called Padre in Texas. But it's far south of where, you know, I thought they were originally were. Well, it's about two hours south of Quero, Texas. So mm. we haven't gotten much more information about uh, Padre. But if it's a place, then I'm just saying it does kind of align with the geography based off of what I know about Texas. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the reasons we have you on the show, Chappelle, because I have been to Texas like once in my life and I don't remember. Yeah, I I've been to Texas twice and I only left the airport once. So (laughs) yeah, I, I, I stayed overnight in Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Far from Quero, far from Padre, but they seem to be about South of like in the Southern part of Texas. It would probably take me about five hours to get to Quero from where I am. So where is it? Like, is it Southeast or is it in the pointy part? No, is it's it, way down. It's, it it's down like you're going. It's down like you're going to the pointy part. Okay, uh, but like right, like lower middle area of that mm, kind of, okay. kind of, kind of east, like you're like by the water. Um, okay. Yeah. There's a Padre, South Padre. There's South Padre Island. Is that, that is what Padre. this is. Okay, that's, that's what we. There's not a regular Padre and a South Padre. One. Padre. Uh, there must. There might be a North one if there's a South one. But as far as Texas go, we 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 really only acknowledge uh, South Padre Island, and we call it Padre for short a lot of okay. times. So, so that's what I'm not talking about. I'm thinking that's what they're talking about. I, they haven't actually said it was a location. I think at one point they said, "Oh, we know our way out of here," and they're like, "Oh, you know about Padre too?" And I was like, "Wait a minute, is that like mm. code for a direction or something, or is that a person who's going to lead you out, or is that Padre is the place you should be going, kind of like a san- uh, sanctuary type town?" So. I don't know, but right now all my antennas are, you know, pointing in that yeah. direction. Because they seem to have this geography conversation where Morgan's like, "Yeah, I know the way out. I'm going to go the way that the fallout isn't." And they're like, "No, no, no, no. We went that way, and there is fallout. So you can't go that way. You have to go to Padre." Mm-hmm. And then, and then they're just like, "Yeah, you know what? I didn't write that on the map. I didn't program the GPS that way. I got to go back to the submarine." Yeah, and it's only two hours south of what I perceive them to be, like where I mm-hmm. perceive them to be, like two and a half hours maybe. And without traffic or any people, I think you you might be able to, you know, cut that down a little bit. But uh, I mean, they went back, and so now they should not mathematically have the gas to, be able to pull that off. Mm-hmm. They'll have to go out and get more gas, I guess. But yeah, where are they getting the gas from? Yeah, that's well, it. He, he took it from the boat. He said he 
took some. He, yeah, he said he, he found some and he was able to get all the remaining stuff. Like, this is our last chance, you know, put all the eggs in this basket. And oh, no, the eggs have cracked and we have to stay mm. here. Well, at least they found the food. So there's no urgency to leave mm-hmm. as well for the time being until the next thing that causes them to have to flee. When the you next know, time they have a last chance. Yeah, or when exactly. Strand comes back to tie up the loose end that he just left out there very He's openly. Dangling Strand, if you will. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes, exactly. Well, you left them there. Did you take all their food? Aha, he'll be dead soon. I'll go back in a month and check on him and laugh Free on his, his bones. Body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and take all the rest of his food. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We got... We got evil cartoons, uh, cartoon strands. So that's what they do. They like to tell people their master plans. They like to monologue a lot, mm-hmm. you know. Victor Strand would, would not be out of place in a James Bond movie. Oh, yes. This is yeah. true. No, Morgan Jones, I expect you to die. <laughs> <laughs> and Morgan's like, oh, thank God, please. I've been trying to do that for so long. <laughs> Grace's like, no, me, me first, me first, please. Yeah. You know, just just take, shoving take each other out of the way to die. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, uh, Fred and B. What do we make of Fred and B here? Um, crazy people that smothered their baby and are. Oh. <laughs> I, it was weird that the way they came in and they're like, oh, we're crazy people, but we're just going to lean into your crazy and help you. It, yeah, it, 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 it felt like the show didn't know which way to turn yeah. for them because, the, you know, on the one hand, they're. They're ghouls, figuratively and literally, because, you know, they have no noses. <laughs> Their faces mm-hmm. are falling off. They're ghouls. And they're ghouls because they killed, he killed the baby. He's a ghoul. And I, I can understand you, you being sympathetic towards, towards B because, obviously, uh, that's going to be a situation where, you know, you understand why she's gone off the deep end yeah. and is Mrs. Haversherming around the whole place. But it, it's like, why would anyone help them why just you, you tried to shoot them you tried to get them out of the car mm-hmm. and then it's like oh there's zombies here take the baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey can you watch this baby for a minute while i fix my car it, like, it was, i know was, you just tried to carjack us and your radiation is coming off of you like little scent waves but yeah and that's, that's the thing like they can't get too close to the baby but yeah here here's the baby oh no <laughs> the, the whole the whole thing and, and just the whole Oh, and conveniently, we'll just mention on an aside that we've set up this whole big walkie-talkie system with cans so that you can use it later to save the day. <laughs> ah, I, it's, it's, I don't understand these characters, their existence. If that town had been empty, we could have had the exact same episode yeah. with the same mm-hmm. urgency. And, the you know, they could have just found a map that had pottery circled on it and we would have been in the exact same place and I probably would have felt a lot better about myself for having watched it. <laughs> and you wouldn't have had to have a baby in a suitcase. Also, did we ever see them take the suitcase out? Like, did they leave it with her when they left? Well, they shot it, right? They said she wants to stay yeah. here with her child and her and her and her, and her and husband, husband. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess they I left assume. it. They just threw it in the back and like threw it out on the ground and was like, okay, here you go yeah. and took off. Or like they, they they drove away and then they stopped and backed up and then threw the suitcase out and drove off. <laughs> yeah. I believe it was something like that. <laughs> I was just super uh, super shocked to see the Red Skull here. I, last time I saw them, they were on Vormir in the Avengers End, Endgame, like floating around with the Black Widow. I said, like, oh my gosh, what, what great casting. How did you know? And then like, I was like, so does she only have, like, not have a nose? They never even told us where she lost her nose. She said, I didn't lose it in the blast. We lost it after the blast. And yeah, I'm like, that well, radiation what happened? Off. 
Yeah, they, I mean, hinted, just, they hinted that these new zombies with the post fallout, if you hit them, they kind of explode all, all mm-hmm. this radiation on you, and that's what causes you to have their case. So well, they, they goop on you, like they yeah. like fall apart, and it's like all I'm going to drop. Speaking of irrational childhood fears, I'm going to mm-hmm. drop a reference that I know AJ is going to get, and I know Chappelle is not going to get. Okay, because everything I know about radiation comes from one place. Comes from the day after. Mm-hmm. I, I knew exactly. AJ, I announced it with AJ, you. <laughs> AJ nodding his head, and I'm furiously shaking mine. I'm yeah. no, I have no clue what you're talking about. The day after, it was a early '80s television primetime event. Starred Steve Gutenberg, so you know it's classy. And hey. it was about a nuclear attack hitting the United States, and then all of the literal and figurative fallout, and the final scene is like Steve Gutenberg and his lady love are like starting to wither from the radiation or she's starting to wither away with the radiation. She's like, tell me it's going to be all right. And he's like, it's going to be all right. And then he whips off his hat and like his hair is falling out too. And it's like the thing that they, the picture they paint with the radiation is just like, it gets in you and then it just starts your hair and your face start falling off. Yeah. it was this terrible. Was, yeah, this was they kind of they kind of wore the worlds it where they mm-hmm. they they the show itself was as if it were a real life news broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like mm-hmm. you know oh, we did this just in from uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, there seems to be that seems to be the epicenter of this attack, and like you know they they, they ran it like a real news report for a while, and they you know, had about the seventeen thousand disclaimers like. Uh, it's not really under nuclear attack books. It's just a TV show. As you know, as if anyone was going to mm-hmm. fall for it with the month and a half long of, of publicity for this show that's on one of the three channels you can watch. Yeah, <laughs> this was before cable, really. So yeah, it was it was disturbing. Yeah, that definitely that that was one of the places that uh, most of our generation got their fears of. You know, we we didn't have to hide under the desks for for drills like uh, they used to do in the fifties, yeah. but uh, and that, we, they still do now. Yeah, again, well, that's for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, but Chappelle was born after the collapse of the Iron Curtain, and so never had to contend with these pervasive fears of nuclear war. Yes, when Red Skull moved to America to follow exactly. Steve Rogers. It, it comes full circle. I, <laughs> I met Steve Gutenberg on Veronica Mars, so, you know, you know that's very similar, I think. Yeah, everybody, way, but... everybody's defined by their first exposure to the goot. <laughs> the goot. <laughs> Cocoon, ladies and gentlemen. Cocoon. Mm, three men and a baby. <laughs> okay, that's fair, too. Dancing with the Stars Season 6 would technically be the first, I think. <laughs> All right, check well... Check the timeline on that. <laughs> Yeah, is there is there anything else we have to say about this episode that quite literally spun its wheels for forty five freaking minutes? <sighs> I'm just so annoyed. It's like no. I just no, I, mean, I, I, got... I there was no reason for this episode. It, it wasn't even as like some of these self contained episodes, like the travel episode. You know, Daryl and Beth go on their trip. Like it's it's interesting because the characters and they're interacting, and even though nothing really happens, it's still interesting to see them interact for the hour like these two bickering lockhorns just <laughs> gave me a, such agita the whole time and I, i'm a father i have a teenage son i don't need to hear a baby crying for 40 minutes like that oh, just like yeah rips through me and nails on a chalkboard like you wouldn't believe like i i survived that kind of phase and i don't need to revisit it talk about a halloween spooktacular 
baby crying for 40 minutes. Yeah. Try watching it. Try watching it with big giant headphones and just having the baby cry just like drill into your skull for 45 minutes. Are, are they just are they just trolling us now? Are they just like, <laughs> let's make something so terrible that even the people that voluntarily podcast about it will want to quit podcasting about it. Like, we're just going to play baby crying noises in their ears and then show them people with their faces melting off. Yeah. The constant baby crying for hours upon hours. That is my hell. That is my zombie mm-hmm. apocalypse. That like even in 2021, I don't do that. I put in noise cancellation headphones and I will let your child cry in front of me. I don't <laughs> care. But like, to, to have sing. Sing. just sing, you right. <laughs> oh my gosh i still don't know why can't she see anyway you know it was just one of those things where i was like okay this is annoying and i get what y'all are trying to do we need to understand how annoyed how just how annoying this is like why this couple would just go ahead and just kill their kid to you know to shut it up well you okay, know fine. when you when you take your baby home from the hospital they won't let you leave the hospital until you watch an instructional film about how yes we know the constant crying is making you angry but please don't kill your baby you literally have to, they call it the purple crying video. Oh, and okay. You that, literally have to sign off. Thing, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Everybody, I mean, maybe it's, maybe your kids are older, AJ. Maybe they just kind of took it for granted that you weren't going to do that. Well, I guess my, my, my son was the master of the bait and switch. Cause that first night, you know, he's like, me, 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 me. We're like, oh, that's so cute. It's not so bad. Me, 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 me. Well, we can deal with this. <laughs> uh, one day later. Wow. And now he's a musician. Congrats. Look at you, AJ. There you go. <laughs> um, I do have one question before we move on. What are we supposed to think about twin uh, bounty hunter? Like it has Morgan's name on it. I'm assuming he's going to hunt Morgan to the ends of the earth because remember Virginia hired this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Virginia's mm-hmm. long gone. You have like, I'm sure you either you've been paid or maybe he doesn't know Virginia's gone. He's going to rock up to the like the burned out Hulk of Virginia's city and it'd be like, oh, hey, here I am at Lawton. Hey, Virginia, I'm cashing in that invoice. Virginia, Virginia. I have a key. Remember the key? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, what are we supposed to? Is this is he the guy who was, was he driving like the car with the big like, the big lights? Was it him? Possible. I thought. I thought he was more of a cowboy figure because I feel like I feel like the first one of those guys had a horse and like he really leaned into that Quentin Tarantino hateful eight look. Yeah, I thought he was like one of those like lone, you know, vigilante type, you know, like he's a he's a, he's a contracted killer or whatever. And he moves by himself. He don't have no car. He just has his axe and his hat and his dog, you know, but now like. I'm like, so is there a separate group away from him as well? Like, there's another group of people that we need to be worried about. They're driving around here with shiny lights. I don't think this guy has a group. I think he had yeah. a brother, and that was it. But yeah. it's weird he, that he even had a brother. guy. Yeah, yeah. Because Morgan he, did shoot someone. He did. He literally shot somebody. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Did they? I guess they died. You they know, looked like they like, had. They looked like they had Civic Republic armor on. Yeah, they had some sort of armor on of some sort. It, you, oh. it was far enough away that you couldn't tell. But I, it, the way the way he fell and was no longer there and drove off, I, okay, he's he's recovered. Mm. Uh, you know, he got knocked down, but he got up again. You're never going to keep him down, Jess. Come on, That's right? All right. So I think that that is quite enough of that nonsense. I think we're all very upset about this. So I think we're going to take a little break. We're going to hear from a sponsor. And we're going to recenter ourselves and come back to talk about the less bad Walking Dead. 
And we're back. Uh, so now, Walking Dead World Beyond, on to pleasanter topics, marginally pleasanter. Because you know what? Just because, just because the kid next to you got an F, that doesn't mean you're going to get an A, Walking Dead World Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what it, why, why, do the, why do these shows, like, well, it's like ever since Rick died, or since Morgan changed his mind again, people are just so reluctant to kill people who obviously want to kill them. Like, I don't know what Huck has to do for for Felix to actually kill her, but this was the time. You you have been pining for this moment. You have her dead to rights, and you're like, no, I just wanted you to know how it felt to die, like or like if I was about to kill you. Like, so now she's going to kill you, Felix. She does not trust that you won't kill her, so she's going to kill you because she's already tried to kill one of you before. You can't just let people who keep trying to kill you live. That's we see this all the time. That's how that one guy got thrown off the roof. Yeah, pretty much. It's so frustrating. I just want them to kill people. Just kill the devil's advocate. Kill you. <laughs> devil's advocate. I mean, he is between a rock and a hard place because he's basically been told don't kill her by the woman who's allowing him to have safe harbor in 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 uh, Taos, wherever they are, <laughs> the perimeter art colony. Uh, I, I think I think it's it's certainly it's artificial. It's not expertly done, but I'm at least you know it's almost as like you know all right we're we're in a true scenario where for the next hour we can't kill each other. We can get as close as we can possibly get just to let you know how we really feel about you. And in the confines of that construct, I was okay with what he did. I just feel like if you're not going to kill her, don't act like you're going to kill her. Because yeah. what if her response to that was to kill you? Then what? She goes back to the CRM. There's there's no penalty for her killing you. Mm-hmm. They kind of want might him get dead. a medal. Yeah, yeah. You, you might get a medal. What's the perimeter going to do? But she 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 came there to bring him back. I mean, that, that the mission for her is to bring Iris. She just comes back. I was going to bring him back, but he died. Sorry. But she can't do that and get Iris on board with that. Like, I, like we, I, 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 there's there's enough there. Like I said, it's not the greatest <laughs> greatest plot, but I understood. I followed it all the way through, and even <laughs> though I didn't like any of the choices that these characters <laughs> made, I at least followed the writer's overarching logic for doing this, thinking it would be interesting and fun. <laughs> um, yeah. so, which is why I, I didn't hate it. I, at least it made sense to me that these characters might think this way, even though I thought the way they were thinking was stupid. Right. Yeah. It is less about the writers and more about what the writers want us to think about Felix. They want us to think Felix is dumb because clearly this was dumb. And I think <laughs> Felix is dumb. Like you don't do that to the person who has already tried to kill you once. And then like, it'd be like, Oh yeah, but I need y'all to like, we, we, we need to come back with it. Like it would take nothing for her to kill him and say, sorry, I had to kill him. He tried to kill me. And everybody, Nope. There wasn't a jury in the world that would convict her. Cause one, her mom is like the queen of the universe right now. And two, like he did try to kill her. The guy yeah, I, think, I think her mom would him. convict her just for the hell of it. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, another story. <laughs> for, yeah. for the memes. Yeah, yeah. This is dumb. Our top story this evening. <laughs> fair, yeah. fair. I mean, yeah. I, I the the problem is that they set this. They set up a situation where there was never going to be a resolution to this conflict. The conflict is: we want you to come back, and Irish feels like we ain't coming back. Yeah, and that's not going to change. Nah. 
Yeah, it's not going to change. And so it's like, you know, okay, it's great that you get them all in place, let them all know that everybody's alive. That would be cool. And then it's like, and yeah, that's, 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 that's we don't have anything else this week, right? How many more episodes we got? All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Split them up again. Uh, but at least, you know, we know where the battle lines are. We know, you know, who's on what side. It, 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 it's kind of lining up. You know, we, we learn a little bit more about uh, Elton's girlfriend who is now lying to him for purposes, reasons. Um, this also reason. made no sense. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about it. Trying to, trying to care about this. Having a little, coming up a little short. <laughs> I mean, I know we just met this this girl, and I need to like give her a little while to get on board and give her the benefit of a doubt. But it's like, okay, so you're not sick, but your mom is sick, so you're stealing medicine to care for your sick mom. And I know that Elton has some issues with moms, but I feel like he'd understand that. I feel like he might even help you. I don't know why we're seeing this thing. They try to explain that off where where it's like, look, you know. He's not going to tell. He stumbled across him. He's not going to tell because he's got a thing for me, Ma. <laughs> yeah. If I told her it was about you, we'd be like, eh, well, maybe maybe he'd tell, but he's not going to give up not my spot. Me. Right, like, not yeah. for me. He loves me. This kid, is, I got him wrapped around my finger. Poor Elton. Um, yeah, I, and, I, and I have to wonder if this is going to matter, right? Like, so mm-hmm. they... Because so, remember, we have limited episodes. So, like, is the fact that she's lying about this insulin and this medical equipment, is that actually going to be a part of the storyline to where maybe that's what drives her to come join the group, right? Like maybe she mm-hmm. has to join the boys because that now I have to like, oh no, they got in and they took the medicine or they destroyed all the medicine. So now I have to come with Elton and Iris and, yep, you know. I'm motivated to save my mother's yeah. life. And, and Elton's we got to like, bring back the medicine. Yeah. Elton's like, oh, I'm on board to save any mother's life. That might not own because I'm so mad at her still. <laughs> is he mad at her? It was weird to me. He's still, I, I feel like it's a really complicated situation because when they, when the information was first given to him, you thought, oh, he's going to be mad at Hope. He's going to, he's going to kill her because she killed his mom. And he goes the exact opposite direction. He just like throws a fit and is mad at his own mother for putting hope in that position and for killing hope's mother and he is still like i don't know if i can talk to hope right now but i'm still really bad at my own mother and moms are weird i don't want to deal with it and and you see like you see asha is her name i think Mm -hmm. elton's girlfriend she she says well you could just go talk to her and you could sort this out and he's like yeah not ready still weird yep yeah Totally awk. He's just like, I don't want it parts of it. I don't feel like talking to her. But he just had like a nervous breakdown when he saw her. He just wasn't yeah. prepared well, to have to have that moment, I guess. And I mean, I, I can understand that, but also like, like you're going to put all the rest of us in danger because you're tripping. So yeah. you really need to chill Bigger out. Bigger meltdown this week. Grace when the wrong part of the mixtape comes up or Elton when he saw Hope. Ooh, you got to go, Grace. Because Grace like ran them off the road and tried mm-hmm. to kill them all. <laughs> if they had been Grace. driving, I think Elton would have run them off the road. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Oh, you know, at least, you know, his his freak out was more of an internal one as opposed to an external one. Yeah, so he's a, like he smolders. <laughs> yeah. He just smolders yeah. like Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I will say one thing I really appreciate about the Walking Dead World Beyond is that 
I constantly, my, my biggest pet peeve about the Walking Dead universe is that people do not figure out how to actively, like, put the walkers to use. And yes. they do this a lot. Like, you know, in regular Walking Dead, we haven't really seen somebody use the walkers effectively since Michonne used them as, like, Sherpas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here we finally have somebody realize, oh yeah, we can just take a bunch of walkers and we can knock their teeth out and use them as training exercises because they still act like walkers and you can still you can still fight them and stuff. So you can train people how to kill them without putting them in danger of getting killed. It's very smart. Yeah. And, and it's the kids. The yeah. kids are the ones who did it. Like they're trying to these kids are in jail. They don't, they, I don't think they know they're in jail, but they are in jail. And so they're trying to train their way so they can get promoted up out of jail to probably, mm-hmm. you know, other jail. Get called but up to the big show. Yeah, to the bigger jail. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like that, that's what happened here. And I thought it was pretty clever. Um, I don't think they knew who they were dealing with, with Silas. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, you just don't, you don't know. Silas is different. Okay. That this training exercise, nah, he can do this with his bare hands. We've seen it. So, yeah, don't even give know. him a bat, dude. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the thing here's and here's where they drop the ball. Uh, I don't understand how Huck knows that Silas is in the prison camp because last episode she's she's there with 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 her boyfriend and you know they're they're, they're you know she's basically telling them like it's not you it's me and uh, I'm not ready and you know even though you're cooking please cook me my meal yes cook me my meal but then go. Uh, and, you know, he starts to talk about, yeah, and there's this kid we picked up. And she's just like, she doesn't get that that's Silas. You know, she's just like, yeah, this is kid. And they specifically did not name drop him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to hear about the kid. I got this other thing I want to talk to you about. And, you know, and then you got to go and everything. And now she's there going, by the way, Silas is at the camp. And I know exactly where Silas is. And I believe that she does. I don't believe that she's she's using it as, as a tool. Mm-hmm. I, I think the writers just Forgot. don't. Don't know that she doesn't very, know. They very specifically made it clear that that Silas does not know she knows, and that mm-hmm. Mr. Huck does not know that that's that that's Huck. a connection there, right? Yeah. <laughs> because they have this whole conversation where Silas like pours his heart out to Mr. Huck, and Mr. Huck is like, "Oh man, that she sounds like a total bitch. I'm sorry, right. I had to put up with that." <laughs> Who's this tramp called Huck? What's she? I can't, I can't wait with her. I can't wait to tell my my my, my friend Jennifer about this. <laughs> right? Like, man, that Huck sounds like a piece of work. But let me yeah. tell you about Jenny. You know, but, but here yeah, she I mean, is. He doesn't call her Jenny though. This is, and yeah. this is like you can already tell somebody's a psychopath. If they won't <laughs> come up with a nickname for Jennifer if they insist on being called Jennifer. And she's and she's there with Felix, like oh, by the and, and and Felix. All right, don't you want to see Silas again? Because he's at this camp outside of town, and I know exactly where he is. So either Huck is worse than I already assumed that she was, and she knows everything that's going on, and is is even playing her own boyfriend for no reason on this one. Or the writer's just done plum messed up, and I don't know which one I like better. <laughs> assume that she found this information out later because her mother knows everything and her Uh, mother is always mother hasn't really been home yet she snuck out while her mother was out on the seat you know for the secret mission here and the mother's not around which is why she could do it i know it just it just seemed like it was one of the things uh yeah she knows about him or she's or she's lying and and which makes her even worse you know yeah yeah it feels like a weird thing to lie about 
Right. Like, if she's making it up true. And she's, yeah, if she's making it up and she's accidentally right. That's yeah. really weird. And, and this is the yeah. thing that triggers, you know, triggers the whole, oh, hey, well, if that's exactly where he is, then I know what our plan is. Thank you, Will. But, like, I don't understand this inconsistency. And it's like it's not like they have seasons of mythology for which to pour through to try and figure out. Uh, did we mention that? Like, it was last week. You didn't mention it. Like, 13 episodes. Like, I'm sure you oh. could go back and just make sure. Because you're right, AJ. It did seem like it was intentional that they were never dropping the name or letting them mm-hmm. ever see each other. So we would, like, know that, okay, they, these people don't know the other person exists or is around or whatever. But now it's like, oh, no, I know exactly where he's. Okay, well, I would like y- y'all to have shown that to us because we thought that was intentional. So we were yeah. waiting on the reveal. And it's just like, no, I just know. Automatically, it doesn't matter how. Just, I just know I know. Yeah, show um, your work, man. Yeah, it, yeah just, exactly. it just threw me. It threw me, and, and you know, like I said, I was enjoying the episode. Um, like, you know, it, it, you know, it was ca- the characters interacting with each other, and that's cool. Like, it yeah, wasn't like and, you know, two characters running in circles. Yeah, it was, this yeah eight is, characters running in circles, but yeah, this is character development too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think the point of the whole episode was that. In the beginning, when we first met these characters, Iris was the straight-laced rule follower, and Hope was the maverick who wanted to burn everything down. And now Iris is like, let's burn it all down. And Hope is like, well, no, no, they might have some good points. Let's join and make the change from within. And the way that they have switched positions over the course of their journey together, that feels a little more earned than, you know, Morgan Jones changing his mind every 15 minutes on whether or not he wants to die. Yeah. No, I, I appreciated this too. Um, it felt it did feel like a lot of character development for sure. This was new for for Iris, and I kind of enjoyed it. it. And I liked the spunk that she had because it was like, like please don't forget that this woman tried to murder you. You know, like mm-hmm. this. Please do not forget that the person that she worked for just killed your entire town, right? So I liked that they were not they were not budging. You know, like no, there was nothing a hope could say. He's like, but my, but dad's there. She's like, yeah, she got, he's got a new girlfriend. She's like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, but we're not coming. You know, like, yeah, and I've got a cute I, guy named Mason. <laughs> she's like, oh, Mason, who is that? Don't worry about it. Just come with yeah. us. No, I'm not coming. That woman shot Percy. We all know it. You know, so it's like, what are you doing here? So I did appreciate that. Um, but who was right? Just who, who was correct here? Is Iris correct that they should not be going to a bigger jail? Or is Hope correct that they should be to be trying to take it down from within? Because right currently, if it wasn't for Huck mysteriously knowing that Silas was at uh, the culling, then mm-hmm. they wouldn't have a plan. They're just there. Like, what is, what's the end game? Like, who, whose plan should we be following here? Well, I think this is an interesting this is an interesting case where when you look at all the facts, I think you're your opinion of the matter evolves because I feel like they had to have this plot point of a hundred thousand people in Omaha dying because otherwise it's just too damn attractive to just go to the place where there aren't any zombies. Like I'm going to go to the nice place with, with, you know, showers and food and school and Jenga games. And I'm not even going to worry about like whether or not they're fascists because I just don't want to be out here with the zombies. But now you have to do something. You have to make sure those people did something so bad that being out there with the zombies seems attractive. And so that's where the 100,000 deaths comes in. And that's still like, they still aren't explaining that. And they still aren't even dropping any tantalizing hints about it. They're just like, oh yeah, I think she killed 100,000 people. And Hugs like, no, she didn't. And, and Felix is like, yeah, yeah, check, check again. I think she did. 
And, and Huck is very rightly like, but why? Why would anybody do that? There's no reason to do that. So need my reason to do that before I can give you a full answer. And I, th- I think you, you, that's where the writers are, are doing a good job because both sides have merit. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why they can't divide and conquer. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Working from the inside and destroying it is probably a good thing, you know. And staying outside and being able to attack from the outside—that's also probably a good thing. And if we're doing both, and and having some way to communicate mm-hmm. with each other and coordinate, it's good. It's all a good thing, and you know. That's great. Just uh, Percy, put the gun down. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> he'll get get back in. Get in the, you know, come on. I, I get it. And I like the fact that Percy couldn't pull the trigger, not because of some plot contrivance or you know, and really not because oh yeah, someone stepped in the way. No, it's because it's hard to kill a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and the fact that Iris is so easily able to is. Really interesting, considering that, you know, now she's with Percy, who can't. And how is that going to affect this burgeoning love? It, it, it's it's actually well written. Yeah, I appreciate that, too. Because you're like, these are, I, I'm always like, kill them. But like, these are kids, you know? Yeah. And so you're like, it's not easy to do that. Um, and I like that Percy wanted to. You know, like, mm-hmm. I appreciate them. Like, this thing happened to you and you are okay feeling this way. Like, you know, it's all right for you to want to harm this woman. She tried to kill you. Uh, but, you know, also knowing that, okay, you're also a kid and it's, and it's tough and it's tough for literally anybody to do something like that. Um, unless you're nuts or, you know, but um, <laughs> this is one of those moments where I was like, okay, Percy, I understand. Um, and then, well, look, y'all, we got the kiss, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, the they finally, moment that the kids yeah. were working, they're waiting on all the teens watching the world beyond are like, woo, I was excited. So People shipping them, you know. Yeah, I, I still see no chemistry, but yeah, woo, anyway. <laughs> no, there's Tumblr pages being you made. Gotta, you gotta get on, on board YouTube. this ship, man. Yeah, yeah you gotta get on YouTube and watch all the fan cams and like the montages uh, on not TikTok. I'm Persis, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Persis. <laughs> Persis. Icy. Team Icy. <laughs> icy, there you go. I like that one. Yeah. I'm a little bit more icy towards Persis, yes. <laughs> For Cyrus, I don't know. It's I need much. to go get on TikTok and see what the see what the kids are saying about about Persis because <laughs> I I, I want to believe Chappelle. I want to believe that this that there's this world of of shippers who are like over on archive of our own writing their fan fictions about this moment and you know comparing it to the actual moment we got and like was it really hot enough. Right. In the 2000s, like 2007 to like 2011, that's prime time for this kind of thing. Like the Vampire Diaries had the Tumblr community in the blender. Okay. They just was like shipping this person and shipping this person and fan cams and this person and Dean and all this other stuff. And then Harry Potter was doing the same thing. They were shipping everybody. You know, everybody had a mashup, you know, pissing JK Rowling out. She's just somewhere like throwing her all her money at the wall, crying, you know, like all that stuff was <laughs> happening in the 2000s. And so like, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be more shocked that kids are actually watching this show. That's what yes. I would like to know. But, but yes. I want to believe that they are. And I want to believe <laughs> that they feel this way about it. Like I want to believe that they're doing like the, you know, the Harry Ron slash Vic, but about the mm-hmm. show. Team Edward, team Jacob, you know, team. Oh, Irish, yeah, yeah, team yeah. Percy, yeah. We want all that. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to believe that that's happening. And I, I need to find the platform where it's happening. Like if, if it's AO3, great. If it's TikTok, great. I'm going to go out and I'm going to find our people and bring <laughs> them in, get them to listen to the podcast because we could use the boost. 
Yeah. Yeah. Patreon.com slash post show recaps, everybody. <laughs> Support the arts. Um, I do think that the meditations on like taking a life and um, feeling like you're capable and you're not capable and like, what does it mean to die in this world? They do some really clever things in this particular iteration of Walking Dead. And one of them was Huck's origin story at the beginning where they show her wash, washing up on the river bank and, they, and these people walk over to her. And it brought up something I'd never thought about about this universe. If you see someone lying on the ground injured, you have to really be careful. Like, is that person like, and they start to move a little bit. Is that person alive or are they about to turn? And mm-hmm. it, you would approach, like, normally we see somebody lying on the, on the street bleeding and they start moving. You go and help them. But now it's like, oh, they could eat my brains. That's different. So I really liked the way that that was told. And then coming back to it at the end and seeing Jennifer have to get her arm broken in front of her mother. And she's like, yeah, I'm breaking my arm for you. What do you want? It, it was, and, the, and the mother's, yeah. just, the mother's like, it, it was just interesting to see her reaction. Like, why on earth would you damage your face, break her arm? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> your beautiful face. Oh, my, my dear guy. Well, get, bring in the guy with the raffle. Yeah, I mean, she can wear long sleeves. Like, it's cool. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so, it's too much. I would like to, I, I just want to plant my flag and say that that's a lot because we still don't know what <laughs> Huck did. We mm-hmm. don't know what the crime was. You know, every right. time she questions Julia or my Miss, uh, Miss Elizabeth, uh, every time she questions her, she's like, yeah, but you did that thing that one time. And she's like, damn, you're right. I did do that thing that one time. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you could keep holding that over her head. Or you could be like, yeah, yo, but you killed a hundred thousand people and you still easy. haven't explained why. I think that, I think we're square. Yeah. It was just a super swarm of zombies. We had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. And it, they like the world is trying to tell them, like, look, this is definitely nefarious. Like, this is not just some happenstance zombie attack. Like, no, trust me on this. When your mom did this, she comes, she asked the question, like, hey, mom, there's this thing I wanted to ask you about. And I was like, remember that time you did it? She's like, okay, fine. She's like, you'd, I'm sure you'd hate for me to actually punish you for that again. I did break your arm last time. Remember, I mean, think what could happen next. Huck's like, okay, you're right. And then in her back of her mind, she has to be thinking, so she's definitely 100% evil. Like, she definitely did this. <laughs> There's no reason for me to believe that she hasn't because she won't talk to me about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're probably going to find ourselves in a moment where Huck has to choose sides, you know? Uh, she's going to go with the kids and, you know, She's winning over one by one. She's trying to win them back. She's already got, you know, hope and she's hoping that Iris will come over to the side to the dark side as well and all this other stuff. And then eventually she's gonna have to look at her mom and be like, Mom, it's either me, you, you know, you or the kids. And I wonder if they're willing to go that route where Huck does pick, you know, mm. her mom and her job and all that other stuff over these kids that she, you know, has been basically playing since day one. I assume that we are being set up for a Huck redemption arc. I think mm. we get to the point where she does have to choose between the mother who broke her arm and went on to kill a hundred thousand people and these nice kids. I think she goes to the nice kids and she turns on her own mother. I think that's where we're going with that. Yeah. And I think she sacrifices herself in the process. And, you know, that automatically makes her more capable than Morgan Jones because she's able to pull it off. I, I hope so. I, th- I think that I think I think based on the fact this is such a kid centric show and, you know, 
they've got some corduroy plot armor that it's going to be a happy ending for the most part, at least as happy mm-hmm. an ending as, as you can have in, in a zombie apocalypse. And so, yeah, either this is a complete Huck redemption or she tries and fails at the redemption and, you know, dies. And then we go, Oh yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's a happy ending either way. And I think, you know, we're we're headed toward the like promise of a bright future is how we're going to close out this this program we're heading toward jadis yeah jadis is our happy ending yeah jadis is coming no jadis this week no No jadis this week one day i know are are we are we are we really sure it's jadis i mean we know that polly and mcintosh is coming could it be a twin oh Oh, no yes stop it jadis's real name is Anne. So this is like Jan. Yeah. Jan. <laughs> Jan. And she goes oh, by like she goes by like Cadis. Oh there no. You go. There you go. Nope. I'm not. And okay would that count this. as two sets of twins? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm not okay with this at all. <laughs> this is not okay. <laughs> nope. I'm out. Yeah, Pollyanna McIntosh in two roles. And and then we get to meet. We get to meet the one that the twin brought in on the helicopter, whose name is Nick Grimes. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to go with Brick, but okay. <laughs> Brick Grimes. <laughs> I feel like the kids are in chaos and I'm just standing in the middle like, no, stop this all. Like, I'm, I'm Morgan. Please just take me instead. Like, get rid of him. Yeah, I don't want any of that. I don't know where this is going, but I definitely don't want that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Chappelle, where can... Where can you and your evil twin be found out on um, the various podcasting platforms? Yeah, I'm glad there's two of me now because I need the assistance. Yeah, you definitely do. All the time. Uh, so on, also on Post Show Recaps, in addition to this, I am talking about um, the HBO show Insecure. It is in its final season, uh, season five. And so Latanya Starks and Mari Forth, myself, we will be covering it every week until the finale. And, you know, we'll, we'll probably wrap all that up. And it's been great so far. We did a recap podcast to catch everybody up on what they missed. But this week was the first episode. So check out the Insecure podcast on Post Show Recaps. Uh, we, I think we might be getting our, our own feed soon. Maybe we don't. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Just check out Post Show Recaps. Download, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Because that helps us here on the Walking Dead podcast as well. Um, also, still doing Never Have I Ever. Uh, hit Netflix show on silent podcast with Sasha Joseph. We're in season two and we're just working our way through. Um, I think we're recording season uh, episode four this week, but we're season two episode two was just released. So you got a little time before that. Um, but Sasha and I are just moving on through that, trying to uh, wrap that show up. And then speaking of Netflix, Rob and I on Rob has a podcast are still doing nothing but Netflix. This week we talked about the show. You season three of you on Netflix and we covered the whole series. You know, we kind of did like a brief overview and then we got into some spoilers. Um, and so we had some strong opinions about you on Netflix. And so we talked about that too, but if people want to follow me on just in general, keep up with my shenanigans, you know, add me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show, C H A P P E L L S underscore show. And I'm just tweeting out prize ca- uh, podcast links now because apparently that's all I do. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how you'd have time to, Form, to form any more opinions about TV in between all the other <laughs> podcasting you're doing. That's fair. Like, get your twin tweeting for you, man. 
<laughs> I do need I need an intern. I really yeah. do. I'm gonna no, don't 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 add me though. I'm not I'm not ready to take on any interns. I'm just saying my <laughs> twin needs an intern at him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> at at him. And AJ Mass, you have twin podcasts apart from this one. I do. I have my Fun and Games trivia podcast, Beat My Guest, which uh, we're in the middle of our new format, our little fun Party of Five format, and it's uh, nothing to do with uh, the Salinger clan. But uh, we have a good time with that, and uh, you can check that out. And uh, we are still, still doing our Criminal Minds podcast, Felonious Pundits, uh, where my friend Kintad Svensgaard and I, not my twin, but uh, we uh, discuss all things Criminal Minds. We're going over a full rewatch of the show. Uh, it's actually Kintad's first time watching the series, so it's a first watch for him, rewatch for me. And this week, we are up to the episode where one John Dory Sr., Keith Carradine, ha. guest stars as uh, a serial killer. It's going to be a fun time. So uh, if you want to check that out, Felonious Pundits, where all good podcasts are sold or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fun, AJ. Um, and of course, you can always follow AJ for all of his takes on that and much more at AJ Mass. You can follow Chappelle once again is at Chappelle's underscore show. And you follow me on Twitter at Haymaker Hattie. If you like our program and you want to engage with us, I know a lot of people just listen to this show because they don't want to watch the show. And I feel like that is a very valid reason to watch this. But if you are watching and you have thoughts, if you want to tell us that about all these things that we keep saying, am I crazy? Did this not get explained? And you know how it was explained? Please tell us. We want to know. Lots of ways you can do that. You can tweet at us at the aforementioned Twitter handles. You can email us, twd at postshowrecaps.com. We love to hear from you however you want to do it. And we also love it when you support us at our Patreon, thing that keeps the lights on and keeps all of this great programming coming your way. You can support us at patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. And we, of course, would give you something back for that support, apart from just this quality programming. You can also get early access to certain podcasts. You can get, um, you can get additional podcasts in your feed every week, up to three, I believe, where we're at now. And then at the $10 level, you get access to our patron-only Discord, which gives you access to a whole community of like-minded fans and many great events, including like a regular Dungeons & Dragons game, a book club, a Brant Steel that has spun wildly out of control, um, and a casino in which you play a lot of obscure... You play against Wario, and you have imaginary coins that mean nothing, and you get very, very involved in it very quickly, and then you have no idea what's going on. So that's my pitch. Uh, you also, at the $15 tier, there are, there is merch involved, and in order to find out all the specifics of that, go again to patreon.com slash recaps. We love it. Um, and we love all of you. And I love the two of you, Chappelle and AJ. Thank you for joining me on this. And I'm sorry that it was sorry, sorry you had to watch that. I'm sorry I had to watch that. Um, maybe next week will be better. We always hope. Wee, 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 wee. Okay. It can't be any worse than that. <laughs> outgrow her phase by next week. So you're just going to be a seven-year-old and uh, it'll mm. be all good. Send her off to boarding school in Europe like she's on a soap opera. She comes back. She's 23. She's ready to kick some zombie butt. And she has a twin. And she has a twin. <laughs> so I'm here from it. All, on behalf of all of us post-show recaps and all of our evil twins. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. 